okay, let it be known. I'm working hard when I ain't on the phone. This ain't a hunt, this ain't a foe. Grind never stopping, I'm keeping it cold. Unlocking the door with the holy key. You supposed to be this close to me, and hopefully. What's up, guys? Welcome back. 1% Club Podcast. This week's card is dog shit, but you know there's always some diamonds in the rough here, and we're going to find them. We're going to talk about them. So uh, when I say that, that doesn't mean like the card is terrible, right? Because some of the worst cards out there turn out to be absolute bangers. So I think what we're talking about here is just name recognition, name value, right? Uh, the main event is uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Jan Shannon. Just not a lot of name recognition. That doesn't mean the fight's going to be terrible. Regardless, let's kick off this main card. Uh, you know, we always kind of jump around and talk about the fights we like. We're going to talk about Mike Davis versus Slav Borshev. Know these guys really well. Uh, this fight has... There's a couple fights to me that stand out that have fight of the night written all over them. This fight is one of them. Mike Davis just... I mean, if you, if you guys have never watched Mike Davis fight, he's incredibly fun to watch. Explosive, powerful, uh, solid striker, good boxer. Just... I mean, if you look up a picture of UFC fan favorite in the dictionary, you will find Mike Davis in that uh, definition. He's everything that the fans want to see in fighting. A lot of power, a lot of speed, and full of violence. Mike Davis is. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. I really enjoy watching him fight. He's always looking for the knockout, always looking for the finish. But across from him today, uh, or on Saturday, rather, is Slav Borshev, who I've, I've studied quite a lot. He's fought a couple of my guys. Very, very talented striker. Um, big amateur upbringing, and and he, I mean, I guess to, to define how the, his level of striking is, he teaches some of the striking classes at Team Alpha Male, so you know that this dude can kickbox. So for me, this fight has has take uh, has has not to go the distance written all over it, but a lot of times what you see with these fights is if the striking cancels each other out. You know, with me, with Borishev, I see much more of a technical, uh, he's a better technical striker, but with Davis, he's full of power and explosiveness and speed. I think he's going to hold the advantage in that area. A lot of times what you see the difference maker in these is the ability to mix in the takedown to win those rounds. So this fight is incredible. I think, I think, um, I, I want to favor, you know, Davis. I want to favor Mike Davis. I think Slav took this fight on short notice. So that right there is always going to be a factor, but Davis is just, he's just tough to beat. Pots, go ahead and click on, uh, let's dive into Davis a little bit right away. Went over Mason Jones. You know, Mason is, is uh, tough Went over Thomas Gifford. And if you guys remember the Thomas Gifford fight, it was, it was bad. Just it was violent, extremely violent. And his last loss in 2019 to uh, Gilbert Burns, no harm in that. 9-2 record, you know, last loss coming to one of the best welterweights, not lightweights, one of the best welterweights on the planet right now. There's no shame in that. And then across from him, obviously, Slav Borishev, who, like I said, had a, a, a pretty extensive amateur upbringing. And coming off of a of a loss to Mark Jacossi, which who I you know I think Jacossi is is uh, he's very talented. He's one of my I, I think Jacossi is one of the more improving guys in the division actually. So very excited for this fight. I don't want to belabor on it anymore, but this fight has uh, fight of the night written all over it. Next, Sadiq Yusuf versus my guy Shameless Don Shanus. Got the call short notice. I don't want to talk about this because a lot of you guys are pussies and can't handle me talking about my guys and what I think about them without some type of anarchist conspiracy theory coming out in the comments section. So we're going to pass because you guys are a bunch of bitches. Anyway, we're moving on. 
Next fight, I told you a couple fights on this card that had fight of the night written all over it. This next one, also on that list. Roni Barcelos versus Trevin Jones, and I know what you guys are thinking. I, I know, I've talked about this fight with a couple of my uh, friends. I know what you guys are thinking. Trevin Jones, oh, 13-8 record. This is going to be a walk in the park for 16-3 Roni Barcelos. Well, let's click on Trevin Jones and let's dive into this because I'm not so convinced of that. 13-8 uh, record. But if you really do the deep dive on this guy's record, his, his last loss is to Javid uh, Basharat, which, dude, Basharat, in my opinion, Basharat will be a top 15 guy in a year, two years max. He's a problem. Dude's really good. His second loss to Saeed Kakramanov, another guy, stud, absolute stud. So he's on a two-fight losing streak, but the two guys are some of the best prospects in the division. If you guys remember this, Mario Batista was a 3-1 favorite over him, and he knocked Batista smooth out in the second round and just really looked incredible doing that. The fight before that, Tamir Valiev. I don't know, like, Valiev is, is incredible, one of the top in the division. And this stands as a no contest, and I think that was because I'm pretty sure Jones took, this, took that fight on short notice and then tested positive for weed or something. I, I can't, I don't remember, I don't remember what that is, what exactly happened, but he knocked out. Uh, Tamir and Tamir is 16 and two. He's one of the best guys in the division. So keep going down. Uh, another, uh, another win, another win. His last loss coming in 2018, two split decision losses in a row. So listen, we're not telling the whole story on Trevin Jones. The kid is super tough and stylistically he makes this fight fireworks. Barcelos typically isn't looking for the takedown. He's a striker, likes to strike. He's also coming off a loss to, uh, was it Victor Henry? Just a cardio monster, right? Do you remember watching that fight, Podge? Yes. Just a cardio freak, Victor Henry is in, uh, just an animal. So, yeah, anyway, uh, that fight also has fireworks written all over it. That's That would be one of two fights to have, like, the fight of the night contentions. I think those two fights are definitely in the, in the top standings for those. Do we think Trevin's a live dog, then? What's the odds? Let's pull up the odds. I don't know the. Uh, if, do you have uh, the odds handy for plus us? Plus one eighty five. Yeah. Bar Barcelos sitting at minus two minus two twenty. I mean, listen, Barcelos is for sure the A side, right? I mean, he he's proven himself, and I don't think Jones is this cardio freak that's going to put out you know four hundred punches in a fight like Victor Henry did against him. So stylistically, that I do think that Barcelos is the A side here. And and you know I don't have a play on this. I need to cap this a little bit better. But uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that we're gonna have something on Bar Barcelos here, just because I think Barcelos may mix up his game a little bit. And I think if he does that, Jones Jones has historically had some problems with the takedown. Right? He's got power, but surely Barcelos is is you know Barcelos is very well rounded. He doesn't always use that grappling edge that he has. I gotta think that if these big punches start coming from Jones, that he's going to take a shot. I hope to God that's going to be the case because it's this could this is, we've talked about this right. It's fight IQ, path to victory, right? It's all the same thing. Like we're talking about path to victory. These two stand. This is going to be a banger, and it's anybody's ball game. So it kind of depends on where you guys are at with uh, with Barcelos's game plan. If you guys think Barcelos is going to grapple, he's got a great shot of winning this fight, and there's probably a little bit of value on him at, at minus 220. If he's going to stand up with Trevin Jones, I'm telling you guys right now, Jones is a live dog. So that's that's really, you know, if you're going to play Jones, I don't think he wins this fight any other way than by knockout. Knockout, maybe a, maybe a split decision, you know, maybe a close decision, but 
Barcelos is going to be the A side here just because he's got more past the victory. But as we've talked before, the fight IQ doesn't always play play through. You know, we we see this happen. It's like every weekend now, right? Where we see a guy that has a clear cut path to victory, just doesn't use it. So that one's a that one's a tough one for me as far as like that's probably about where I would place Barcelos. You know, maybe yeah, two two hundred two fifteen is where I would have put him at, but two twenty five I'm not upset at either. Next fight, Daniel Santos versus another quiet guy in the division who I'm a really big fan of, John Castaneda. I think this kid is remarkable, 19-5 and record. Just beat Miles Johns, who is a very, very tough guy in the division. And Castaneda just seemed to like quietly kind of worked himself up and becoming a, uh, I don't want to call him a prospect. You know, he's got 24 fights, but I also don't want to call him a veteran either because he hasn't been in the UFC that long. I think he's only got two or three fights, maybe four or five in the UFC. He doesn't have a ton in the UFC, but I'm telling you, the kid is packed full of skills. He's very well-rounded. He wrestles well. He's got great striking, mixes it all up really well. Across from him, Daniel Santos. Last fight dropped to Julio Arce, but he's dangerous also. You know, this is this is one of those fights where, in my opinion, Castaneda is the A-side, but Santos has that ability to finish anybody at any time. Uh, Julio Ars fought a very, very smart fight against Santos, worked behind the jab, used his length. That's something Castaneda is probably not going to have the advantage on. Castaneda is going to have to level change a lot and uh, maybe mix those fit-ins to get in close, land the combinations, and get back out. I don't know if you're going to see a lot of like jab picking from Castaneda, so that, make, that can make things interesting with uh, Santos being as dangerous as he is. I haven't really looked at this line much. I, I think uh, where are we at with Castaneda? I want to say he was like minus two and some change. You want to look that up for me, Pudge? Yeah, minus 205. Minus 205. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a play on Castaneda at that price. I, I, think, I think what we're seeing is a guy that – I think we're seeing a guy that is – the story has not been told on him yet. I think he's going to be better than where he is right now, and I think right now we're getting a great price on him. We talked about this last week with uh, Basharat, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He was like minus 150 or something like that. And we're like, dude, we're going to hammer this kid because he just hasn't been discovered yet. you know. And I think Castaneda's in a similar boat as that. This fight is going to tell us a lot about John Castaneda. I think this is a very pivotal fight for him, and um, I'm excited to watch him fight again. Co-main event, this fight I'm super excited for. Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo. Both these guys veterans. Of the, of the sport, Trinaldo recently coming up from 155 to 170. I'm a huge Randy Brown fan. Uh, dude uses his length very well and just seems to have, as of late, kind of found his swag is the best way uh, to put it, you know. Very, very good striker. Very good grappler. And he's got some fight IQ underneath him, as we saw in the uh, Chaos Williams fight. You know, he, he, he got dropped. He's got a good chin. Chaos hits like a Mack truck. But Brown played a smart fight, mixed in the takedowns, um, played behind his jab, kicked a lot, used the range to stay away from that danger of, of Chaos Williams. But Trinaldo, man, Trinaldo is always seems to play spoiler. And he's got great grappling. He's just a grinder. You know, he's, he's a grinder. And from what I hear from everybody is he is incredibly, incredibly strong. So I think what you're going to see from Trinaldo is I think he's going to try to put Brown up against the fence and get the takedowns, hold him if he can't get the takedowns. But I got to be honest with you guys. I've heard from quite a few sharps that they're on Trinaldo. I, I've, I've heard this. I think Randy I think Randy Brown's going to make this look easy, guys. I really do. I think it's a huge ask for Trinaldo. I thought Randy Brown looked great against Chaos Williams. He looked great. And I, you know, obviously, it's stylistically, it's a different matchup, right? I mean, 
it's it, it is a different matchup. Chaos and Trinaldo, like you don't have to worry about a takedown from Chaos. You know, he's very one-dimensional. That's not a bad thing. He's very good in that one dimension. But Trinaldo can strike. He can grapple. He's got good jujitsu. His top game is is pretty good. He's got good cardio. He's getting older. And props to him. How old is he? Was he 41, 42, 43? Let me pull that up. He's pushing that. 44. 44. Good lord. I hope. Look at him. Can we post a picture of this guy at 44 years? Look at this dude. Look at this dude. Let me post a picture of him. I hope I look like this when I'm 44. He is jacked out of his mind. But I really, I think Brown's going to make this look easy. I think he's going to work behind that jab. I think he's going to work behind his kicks. And I would not be shocked here if, and, and Trinaldo is durable, but I would not be shocked here if you see Brown finish or even maybe, you know, hurt him a couple times. I think, I think Randy Brown is is coming out of his shell here. I think you're find, you're seeing him find his confidence, find his swag, find his place in that division. I think stylistically this is a nightmare matchup for Trinaldo uh, with the range. Brown is he's like 6'4", man. I think it says 6'3", but he's big. You know, I'm 6'2", and he he I remember him, you know, being significantly taller than me. So uh, I love this fight, fight for Randy Brown. It's really hard for me to see Trinaldo using that, uh, the cage work to get Brown down. He's just so sturdy and so balanced, athletic, and he understands his body really well. He understands the techniques to stay out of those positions. I think you're going to see him work his range, work behind the jab, land the kicks, maybe hurt Trinaldo a couple times, see him cruise to a 30-27 decision, maybe even a finish here. Last but not least, main event. Ugh. I wish they would have put one more fight on here for us, you know? It was a shame because we lost... Uh... Darkest and Rosenstruck was meant to be the co-main in this card. That's why it is like this, you know? Yeah. That, yep, that got yep, pushed yep, yep, on yep. to, I believe, December, the December card. That's a banger, too. That's a banger, too. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, Jan Shannon. I had to look it up just to make sure we got it right. Everybody gets all crazy when I start mispronouncing names. Jan Shannon. I looked it up. Versus Mackenzie Dern. Ah, oh, man, this is a tough one stylistically. Padre, pull up uh, Shannon for me. All right, let's stop right there. Shannon lost a split to Rodriguez. Lost to Carla Esparza. Here's my problem. Shannon is incredible. She's very good. She has a problem with the good wrestlers, though. And I don't think she can hang on the ground. You know, Esparza made her look like a rookie on the ground. My problem is, is Mackenzie Dern's wrestling is not Carla Esparza's. So the question here is not, can she hang with Dern on the ground? Because the answer is a big fat no. Like, it's the biggest no possible. If this fight hits the ground, Dern will cut through her like butter relatively quick. And I think she would, uh, unless there's some crazy awkward reversal scramble, which we've seen from Dern before, like she'll fall off for an arm bar or something like that and get reversed. Unless something stupid like that happens, you're going to see McKenzie cut through her. However, my concern is, is McKenzie won't be able to get her down because she doesn't have the wrestling. And Carla, listen, Carla got her down, but it wasn't easy. And Carla's got some of the best wrestling in that division. And uh, Rodriguez is just, the striking level is just there, right? Like Rodriguez is one of the best strikers in the division. And then we, we saw her against Dern as well. And she was able to hang on the ground, you know, but... It's a weird one. This is weird because Dern always seems to get everyone she fights down at least one time. And I think if she gets Shannon down, there's going to be big, big problems for Shannon because she just looked like a fish out of water against Esparza. 
Now, I know Esparza's wrestling is much better than Dern's. Much better than Dern's. I just don't know. I don't know if she's gonna if Dern is gonna be able to get her down. And I say that, I vocalize that. I'm trying to think of a fight. Uh, click on uh, Mackenzie Dern for me. I'm trying to think of a fight where she hasn't gotten someone down. Even Marina Rodriguez, incredible takedown defense. She got Rodriguez down. Tisha Torres, did she get Tisha down? I think she got Tisha down once. There was like an armbar attack. Yep, that's that, right. Yeah. That's right. I listen. If this fight hits the ground, I can't imagine a scenario where Dern doesn't finish. I just I don't see it. I don't see it. Dern is gonna if this fight hits the ground, Dern is gonna finish her. I think. Uh, this is where I struggle with this, right? It's like there's I I, I have a I have two different uh, opposing opinions in my head. Is I don't know if Dern can get her down. I don't know if Dern can get uh, Shannon down. But then when I say that, Dern always gets everyone she fights down at least once. And I feel like if Dern gets her down, she's going to sub her. That's where, I, that's where I'm at. She's got five rounds to do it. But make, make no mistake, Shannon is going to beat her up standing. But Dern showed her toughness against uh, Marina Rodriguez as well. So uh, click, on, uh, click on Shannon for me. Let's see what type of jujitsu she's fought. I mean, Gedalia, I got I'm I, I don't remember that fight, but I'm pretty sure it stayed standing. Listen, it's just yeah, nobody, nobody even close to, to Dern's level of grappling. It's it is a it is an extremely difficult one for me because there's there's uh it's like when we talk about this, it's path to victory, right? We talk path to victory is always number one. This is where I struggle with this. Is there's a very, very clear-cut path to victory for, for both fighters. And there's a huge deficiency for both fighters that the deficiency is the other's strength. So basically what we're asking is, is can Mackenzie Dern get Jan Shannon down? That's the question we're asking. And I say this, I've said this multiple times. Mackenzie Dern gets everyone she fights down once, at least. At least one time. And I think if this fight hits the ground, she's going to cut through... Yan Shannon. But if she doesn't, there's going to be big, big problems. If she doesn't, there's going to be big problems. I don't know what the lines are. I don't think Podge has these right now, but I would be looking at props here. McKenzie Dern by submission. That, that would be something I would be looking at. Uh, Dern sitting right now at minus 230 money line. I, I don't know if I see this going five rounds. I, I, don't, I just don't see it. I feel like there's such a deficiency on the ground for Shannon. I just don't know if she can hang with Dern you know, if, if the only way this goes five rounds is if Shannon beats her up on the feet for five rounds like like Rodriguez did. So, listen, Esparza, listen, Esparza TKO'd her on the ground. If Dern gets her down, she's going to finish. So, I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm reaching here when I say this, but I don't know what the lines are on these, but I would look at, you know, Dern by submission or Jan by decision. Those are like plays that are sticking out to me. I don't know what the over-under on is. Listen, I, I, I've, I've said this. We talk about path to victory. I vocalize it. Mackenzie Dern has to get this fight down to win the fight, in my opinion. She always gets everyone down at least once. I think if she gets this fight to the ground, I think it's over. That's where I'm at with it. So uh, I know it's a lackluster card, guys, but, but bear with the UFC. Sometimes these cards end up being some of the best cards of, of all year. Trinaldo Brown has has what it takes to be an amazing fight. trinaldo has got the durability to hang hang in there with Brown. Brown's got the ability to to finish uh big. Keeps going down for me, Posh. 
Barcelos, uh, Jones, crazy written all over it. Santos, Castaneda could be nuts. Uh, Panay Ricci, you could see a, a slick sub. Jocko, Brendan Allen, don't sleep on that fight. That's a good fight. Brendan's going to make Jocko fight him. Jocko is, uh, I like this fight a lot because Jocko likes to pick and, and sit back and, you know, hang out and play technical. Brendan's going to make him fight, and this is going to be a very interesting fight. Here's another good one, uh, Olenek versus Latifi, two really good grapplers. I favor the wrestling. I don't think Olenek can get him down. Uh, quick thought is going to be Latifi on that. Kennedy and uh, Randy Costa. Here's another good one. Listen, Randy Costa's really good, guys. He's sitting at minus 290 right now, but as we saw when he fought uh, Adrian Yanez, picked him apart for the first round. Am I making this up? Is Yanez or somebody else? No, it's Yanez. It was Yanez. It was Yanez. Yep. Picked apart Yanez. And then Yanez came out in the second round, and you could tell Costa just kind of withered away. Like, Kennedy is not an easy guy to get out of there, guys. Kennedy's not an easy guy to get out of there. So, long story short, guys, it's uh, from, from name recognition, the card's kind of dog shit. But don't sleep on these cards, man. These cards have, uh, have the making to be fireworks and a whole lot more. So, bear with me on that. Let's, uh, let's cash these checks, guys. We'll have some plays in the Discord for you. Podge, we've been crushing it, man. We had a clean sweep on Bellator, right? Yeah, clean sweep on Bellator. We had won a bit on Contender Series 2. Yep. And um, I think, you know, we've been just doing well consistently. Like we said, consistently just winning over time is, uh, was, was the game plan from the beginning, and we've been doing it, so. That's right. Listen, consistently consistent. That's it. That's the big thing. Consistently consistent. Winning money, you're up one, two units a night consistently. You know, that's that's great. So we're, we've been doing really well, guys. Yeah, that was seven and one last week, by the way, on selections. Seven and one on uh, Fight Night last week? On Sorry, on between Bellator and Contender Series, we went seven and one. Bellator Contender Series, seven and one. That's not a bad, that's not a bad week, guys. That's not a bad week at all. I love it. Uh, link in the description below, guys. Get in that, get in that Discord. Even the free sections got some really good stuff, guys. Even the free sections, a lot of conversation talking about uh, you know, pinning bets, what everybody else is playing. But the VIP is where the magic happens. The community, we're talking about real estate, we're talking about crypto, and then obviously our bread and butter is talking about winning that money from the sports book. Get it on the action, guys. Enjoy the fights on Saturday. Let's go. <laughs>